This is your source for genre news, album reviews, and commentary on all things heavy. The Mailbag. Here are your hosts, Brendan Flum and George Fong. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 13 of The Metal Pod. Today we have a special guest, my good friend Nicholas. Um, what's up, man? What's up, dude? Thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited to be on the podcast today. Hell yeah. It's nice to be able to talk about metal. <laughs> right, right. Always. <laughs> Does not always. happen always when all your friends listen to hip hop strictly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. You don't get to talk about metal with people my age a whole lot. Mostly it's just like uh, 45-year-old guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> Literally. Just talk about Pantera all the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's this guy's favorite fucking band right here. Pantera. Hey, Pantera's great, all right? They're good. Hey, hey. Hell yeah, man. We ask all of our guests, Pantera or Lamb of God? Man, <laughs> Lamb of God is definitely heavier, that's for sure. But <laughs> what Pantera. the fuck did I say to you, bro? <laughs> But Pantera has that riff, you know, like, like they're the first band to just like take a riff and make it heavy. But Lamb of God like took it and was like, we're going to make it so much better. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, bro. Yes. Bro. Yeah. When you get, me. you get two like-minded thrashy individuals together. Yeah. And one group, they're unstoppable. So fuck you, Brendan. That's like four guests <laughs> with me. Oh. <laughs> I'm a little biased though. I've seen Lamb of God live quite a bit and they're just, they're probably one of the tightest bands I've seen live for sure. Yeah. yeah, they're technical, very technical. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess we have a special guest today. Um, we actually met at a mutual friend's birthday party. It was Ethan's yeah. birthday. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you remember like how? We got- yeah, because uh, George is wearing a Nea Bluviscaris t-shirt and I had to do a double take because I was like, holy shit. Like, I don't go to like social events and see people wearing metal shirts. So I was like, no, nah, there's no way it's that shirt. Yeah. And I asked him and I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. So he was like, oh, bro, is that like a Nea Bliviscara shirt? And I was just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, my brother. Because <laughs> like, and I was Nea like, Bliviscaris, this guy gets it. Yeah, exactly. Nea Bliviscaris is relatively, uh, relatively underground, not so much anymore. Yeah. Um, they're definitely, definitely an obscure band. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's how we met. I mean, it's just, you recognize the uniform and then. Yeah. That's where the bond forms. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess we can go straight into shirt stories. So uh, Brendan, what do you have on, sir? Uh, well, this is obviously our death metal episode. Uh, so I'm rocking my uh, children of Bodum shirt. I don't know if you can even see that, but uh, nice. yeah, as, as I've talked about, quite a lot already this year um alexi laiho their uh vocalist and lead guitarist passed away in january so uh been listening to them a lot recently so had to rep them on, on the pod nice nice um yeah i guess i can go um i have my patch my patches here don't look at slayer it's actually death because <laughs> what's more death metal than death nothing <laughs> What do you got on? I am wearing Immolation t-shirt. It's close to A World Below. It was released in 2000. Immolation is like a really good New York death metal band that cool. I'm really into. Kind of old school, but definitely rip. They're fucking awesome. Nice. Sir. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brendan, take it away. Um, metal news. Yeah, here we go. 
Um, obviously, uh, <laughs> we haven't really talked about real metal news in a couple episodes because uh, last week we focused just on Marilyn Manson. Uh, he's still kind of in the news, uh, obviously, but uh, yeah. in, in order to you know veer away from him and focus on other stuff, I guess the uh, the biggest piece of metal news uh, that's happened since we last talked was uh, the 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, induction nominees were announced. Uh, you know, I'm as George, you know, I'm pretty anti Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, but obviously, uh, you know, like like this year, the only metal artists nominated are Iron Maiden and Rage Against the Machine, who both definitely. 100% should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's it's criminal that they're not already, but yeah. it's, it's stupid. Especially Iron Maiden. Yeah, they've been around for like 50 years now, so yeah. they, they, they deserve it. They're kind of slow to uh, do certain bands and shit. I don't know why they're like yeah. oddly slow. Yeah, they're just uh, a pretty stupid organization, if you ask me. <laughs> but, uh, I would agree. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, but, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and there's for for the purpose of this pod, I'm just naming those two artists because there's obviously a bunch of other nominees that I'm not going to name because they're not metal. Um, but I mean, like the Foo Fighters are nominated this year, which obviously, I mean, they're they're pretty deserving as well. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We'll we'll see if Maiden and Rage get in. Hopefully, they do because they obviously deserve it. Um, yeah. No reason for them not to be in there already. Yeah. yeah exactly. That's, yeah. That's, it's fucking stupid, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, moving on though, uh, and this is this is the last one before we really get into it, and it's uh, probably a nice segue as well uh, because, like like we said, this is the death metal episode, and with that being said, uh, gotta throw in some death metal news. And uh, Cannibal Corpse actually announced a new album yeah. called uh, what's it called? Violence Unimagined. Yeah. Uh, you you familiar with this already, Nick? <laughs> yeah, dude. Their new song, Inhumane Harvest, is yeah. fucking amazing, dude. It, it is really. like, yeah. It's crazy, dude, because this band has been going at it for like 30 years, and they're still releasing tight shit. It's just awesome. Yeah, and a lot of people would say they're better than ever now, uh, just because oh, yeah. they've had that time to get more tight over the years. Um, I know. There's all that shit with their, uh, I think it was their guitarist who I had a bunch of, yeah, he had a bunch of shit in his basement, a bunch of like missiles and stuff. Like, I don't even know what it was. Oh, no, I, got, I got it all. Trust me. We're going to be talking yeah. about that. <laughs> it's part of my trivia, so don't worry about it. Yeah. But their uh, new guitarist on this album, uh, Eric Rutan, is from uh, this band called Hate Eternal, and they're yeah. fucking awesome too. And he also played in Morbid Angel for a couple of years during their inception. So yeah, man. it's going to be awesome. Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, that, yeah. that alone made me really excited for this uh, new album uh, that's supposed to be out on April 16th. So uh, we're obviously looking forward to that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, that was metal news. So I guess, uh, George, take it away. All right. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we have a special guest today. So obviously we're going to ease uh going to give us his background in metal and just thoughts in general and then we're gonna um have a laid-back conversation so nick how did you get into metal so i could like i said man our friend group is pretty into hip-hop i wasn't really into metal at a young age you know i was definitely into hip-hop a lot more but 
I started getting into bands like uh, like Sabbath and Pink Floyd, Judas Priest, stuff like that. And, you know, I thought Sabbath was pretty heavy <laughs> when I first listened to them. But I had this coworker, right? And he was, you know, he's always wearing these like, these like shirts that have like upside down crosses on it, you know, like 666 on it. So I'm like, oh, dude, this dude fucking loves Sabbath. So he's telling me about all these bands he likes, right? And I'm thinking like, man, this dude probably loves Sabbath. But he's mentioning all these bands like, you know, like Cannibal Corpse, Cattle Decapitation, like Amana Marth. And I'm just like, yes. dude, what the fuck are these bands, man? Like, <laughs> like the heaviest shit I've ever heard is like Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, you know? Like, this is, like, I don't have any idea what these bands are. And he was like, man, well, you should come to this Amana Marth and Goat Whore show. Goat Whore oh, is like a way. pretty decent death metal band. Amana yeah. Marth is like pretty cheesy Viking metal, but it's still pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I was like, man, yeah, I'll go to this show, whatever. So I ended up going to this Samana Marth show and I was just blown away, dude. You know, I had really no introduction or prerequisite to metal. I just showed up to this show because my coworker asked me to go. And I was like, this is heavy as fuck. <laughs> like, this is definitely fucking cool. You know, I show up there and I'm wearing like a blue hoodie and everyone's in black. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I didn't get the memo. <laughs> but it was just awesome. It was definitely like I fell in love right away. Yeah. Same, same deal here. Like, uh, as soon as I, I, I grew up listening to hip hop too, mostly like not metal yeah. at all till I was older and I was just instantly hooked. Yeah. Kind of, there's just like, something about it. It's like the passion there and stuff. Everyone is there for like the same reason. Everyone's so excited about the bands. It's like, I don't know. It was just cool. Cause like every single person in that concert venue wants to be there. I think yeah. it's like a really cool part about it. Yep. For sure. How, uh, how old were you at the time? 17. Wow. Nice. So that was yeah. like four years ago. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get into metal until I was like 16. So like right there. Yeah. It's definitely like a nice age to get into it too. Cause you're definitely like forming opinions on music and stuff like that. So it was nice. Still, uh, still an angsty teenager. So you can. Yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> still angsty enough. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like, I don't know, maybe if I listen to it now, the angsty aspect of it wouldn't grip me as much, you know, but yeah definitely hooked now yep cool um yeah guys moving on to the next question uh what do you like about metal it's kind of a loaded question kind of a big no you can uh kind of like what i was talking about before it's just like like everyone who is there loves metal like if you like people don't feel like eh about metal you know like you either dislike it or you really love it and that's like the best thing about it is like everyone who is there it's just like fucking loves it and they're there to listen to metal and like rock out and mosh and whatever and that was like the coolest part about it to me because it's like it's just like a community you know like all these people are coming together who have different like like backgrounds and may have different jobs and may have different like feelings and emotions towards like different like political opinions or whatnot but everyone is there to just like forget about everything for a night and just see a really kick-ass band yeah <laughs> crazy yeah yeah the underground aspect of it too is definitely cool because it's oh, like love that part of it too yeah there's definitely like mainstream metal bands you know who have definitely gotten like a lot of like well-deserved recognition but a lot of these metal bands like they're no they're not huge you know and i feel like that underground aspect of it kind of keeps it tainted from like you know some shit that might happen bands don't sell out as much and stuff like that makes it kind of cooler like obviously we want exposure on the bands that we love but it you know, yeah being esoteric is kind of uh kind of cooler in that in that yeah, aspect. I definitely like, agree. When you find some shit that sounds like it was recorded in a 
in a cave with a fucking <laughs> track recorder in the middle yeah. of the winter. Like, nothing beats that. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah you know, I mean, me, Brennan and I talk about the community aspect all, all the time, and I'll, I'll let him uh, touch on that. Yeah, uh, I was just going to say that you, George, you, you said a lot, like metal's a very uh, niche community, and everything, Nick, what you just said pretty much just sums it up like, like there, there are definitely bands who have reached the mainstream status, but it's got, it's still got a very underground feel, and it's like, it's very, uh, it's it's for us, you know, the metalheads. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> still a counterculture. Yeah, yeah, it is a bit of a counterculture. Yeah, like you know, you go to like a, like I don't know, you go see more like a mainstream artist at the at a venue, you know, and some people are there just to like hang out and be there, but like no one goes to a metal show just to like check it out <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean like right. like you're there because you want to be there that's fucking cool exactly and everyone knows what to expect i was telling brendan like uh i was at this edm show and i was trying to start a mosh pit with this guy so i start sho- yeah. shoving the fuck out of this guy at the show and he's like, <laughs> Bro, what are you doing like why like don't do that like he was getting mad and i was like yeah bro this shit would not fly at a metal show at a metal show you start hitting someone and they either they hit you back or they just start moshing with you. Like it's not, yeah. they're not going to get pissed because they understand. Oh. And you give them a hug afterwards, right? When yeah, you get exactly. Out, you know, it's, <laughs> it's all love. Yeah. I actually, have, right there. I, I actually have seen someone get really mad uh, yeah. in a mosh pit though. Yeah. So don't take it too serious. <laughs> no, it definitely happens a lot at like hardcore shows, you know, people oh, yeah. throwing their arms around and shit. Yeah. Hardcore dancing. This shit is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> no, what are you going to do about it? Waving their arms. Like yeah. Well, <laughs> that. Um, cool. So, yeah. Um, who are your some of your favorite metal artists? Man. So, I guess we'll probably go into some of my favorite death metal artists in a little bit. But I really enjoy doom metal quite a bit. Um, I like this band called Yab. They just released a record like a year or two ago called Our Raw Heart. It's fucking awesome. If you yeah. like smoke weed, you could definitely get stoned and listen to that for like a good hour or two. Um, I really enjoy sludge metal too. Uh, this band oh, called yeah. Crow- Crowbar is pretty decent. And then oh, there's yeah. this band called Acid Bath, which is like, bro, if you like, yeah, shit, bro. Yeah, dude. If, um, yeah. When the Kite String Pops is a fucking great album, dude. It's just like, classic. yeah. And like, it has a bit of a grunge tint to it too. You know, like it's, it's a good album because it's like, there's super heavy, like sludgy, doomy shit on it, but there's also like some nice, like sung out ballads, you know, like he's not screaming on the record the whole time. And I, I really enjoy that in metal too, when there's like some like diversity in between the albums. It's pretty cool. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it is kind of, not that you mentioned it, it is, it feels very grungy. And I guess, yeah, it does. Is. Like, yeah. I've been trying to get Brendan into them, into that record specifically since yeah. the inception of the metal pod, huh? Yeah, I, I listened to it and I'm a huge fan. Like, yeah, it's great. First song on the first album, I was like, all right, that's it. I'm that's hooked. My, you know? That's my favorite song off that record, The Blue. The Blue. The blue? Yeah, yeah that one's good. And yeah. the lyrics are fucking harsh. Yeah, they are harsh. Like, I'm trying to, yeah. <laughs> it's nuts, dude. Um, their, their vocalist, Dax Riggs, he has a solo album too where he just sings blues. It's really, really? Cool. yes. Yeah, I have to cool. check it out. Yeah, yeah. So I know Scream of the Butterfly kind of like reaches a little bit over into that bluesy stuff, yeah, but not yeah, entirely. He has a great voice. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, have you have you listened to their second album? 
uh, like uh, pagan terrorism tactics. Yeah. Yeah, I've listened to it, but definitely not as much as when the kite string pops because that one just kind of hooked me right away. Yeah. And I was almost like, I don't even want to listen to the next album because <laughs> I love this one so much. Like, I don't, sometimes you listen to a band and then you listen to their next album and it's just kind of ruins your perception of the band a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Definitely didn't want that to happen with them. Yeah. Um, who are some of your other ones just off of the top of your head? Man, uh, I guess like we'll go to death metal a little bit. Like Immolation, of course, I'm wearing the t-shirt right now. Um, Gojira is fantastic, dude. Oh, yeah. um, I've okay. seen them live a couple times and it was like, I don't know, it's cool, dude. Like we kind of talked about how like, you know, some metal's a little mainstream. Gojira is definitely a bit mainstream, but I feel like it's like in the best way possible. Yeah. Some, of the, some of their newer stuff is definitely a little more radio friendly. But if you take a look at some of their first couple albums, like Terra Incognito and uh, yeah. like uh, the Link the and stuff. Yeah, that stuff is heavy as shit. And it's cool yeah. that people are getting exposed to that, you know? Yeah. Yep, yep. Opeth is another good example of that. That band definitely kind of slowed down a little bit over time, but for good reason, you know, people are going to look at their older stuff and really start to appreciate some heavier shit. Yep. Yeah, he definitely uh, like uses his clean singing voice a lot more as yeah. they've gone on. So that's like great, dude. It's good. Yeah. I definitely prefer their earlier stuff, you know, just being oh, yeah. more inclined towards death metal. But their newer stuff is fantastic as well. Yeah, I guess they are death, but they're also definitely proggy. I'd yeah. Say. yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of death metal bands nowadays are, are a mix of like death and prog, I feel like, in technical, which is yeah. so dope. Technical death metal definitely like runs things, you know? Like how clean can you sound? How like how many riffs can you pack into a song? Crazy solos. Yeah. yeah. Revocation is a really good band that does that well. I feel like, I don't know if you guys have checked them out, but... Yeah. The guitarist Dave Davidson even got Dave Mustaine from Megadeth to do some solos on their newest album, which is pretty cool. Fuck yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, and we'll get into that uh, when we do the top five, probably. Um, and cool. we'll just go through it and talk about all our, all, all our favorite bands. Yeah. Um, what are your favorite subgenres? Metal, probably, definitely doom metal, um, prog metal for sure. I mean, there's some like, I definitely enjoy Tool. Dream Theater is all right, too. Um, I don't know if you'd consider grindcore a subgenre of metal, but I really enjoy that. Like uh, Napalm Death, Pig Destroyer, some really good bands that I listen to quite a bit. Pig Destroyer is, yeah. I've seen Napalm Death live a couple times. I saw them once with Slayer when they came here at the Van Andel. Dude, I was at that. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, that was a fucking great show. Yeah. It was cool because it's like there are all these old school thrash bands and then Napalm Death is just on the stage and they're playing like these blast beats and kids are going insane. There's all these like crust punk kids there on the floor and they all leave because, you know, I guess Anthrax and Slayer are like major bands or whatever. But <laughs> Bro, they it's have definitely a, great, a cool show. Their vocalist killed it. Yeah, yeah. Barney Greenway, he's fucking awesome. Yeah. He's the man. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, like their first two records are actually like like they're like staple records in grindcore, but Barney wasn't even on those records, but he's still like a great frontman for the band. Yeah. Yep, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, cool, yeah. Um, and then yeah, last question here before we really get into it. Um, what's the best concert you've ever seen? Ooh. 
I don't know. I saw so I saw Gojira live with Code Orange. You guys have probably heard of Code Orange before, but they've oh, yeah. really blown up in the past two years. And I saw them in like 2017, 2018, I think it was. So it was like kind of right on the cusp of when they were getting bigger. They just released Forever. And yeah. that was that was just an awesome concert, man. That was really cool. That um, was at uh, 20 Monroe Live, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a cool venue, but the sound kind of sucks there, in my opinion. I'm not a yeah. huge fan of the audio setup they got. I agree, but I was at that show too, and that was the first time I had ever heard of Code Orange. Uh, so they just absolutely blew my mind, and I've been they've been one of my favorite bands ever since. Yeah, it's like Nine Inch Nails meets this like hardcore type band. It's, it's just awesome, dude. That's yeah. a very uh, that's a very bold claim. Nine Inch Nails. It is. I mean, they definitely got like an industrial sound to them. You know, they yeah. they d- don't sound anything like Nine Inch Nails, but you can tell they definitely take some influence from them. Yeah. For sure. Do you uh, remember at that show, Nick, when uh, did you stick around long enough for uh, Gojira to cover uh, Sepultura? No, I uh, left. They're playing Ouroboros. Uh, oh, yeah. That was probably like one of the last songs I heard them play. Yeah, I think they the last song they like really played was uh, Vesuity, I think. And then. Oh, that one's good. Yeah, it is. And yeah. obviously the, the people were moving, but uh, they were like, yeah, that, that, that was our last one or, or whatever. And obviously the crowd was like, no, play one more. And they were <laughs> like, all right, we'll just rip some uh, Sepultura real quick. And I think it was, oh, uh, God, do, are you a Sepultura fan? Yeah, I mean, I like I like Sepultura. I'm definitely a fan of their stuff before, like Derek Green came on. Oh, yeah. Because you know, their earlier stuff's definitely a lot more thrashier, death metal based. Right, like the uh, the Cavalier brothers are some of my favorite guys. So uh, I think it was it was either Arise or uh, Territory that they played, and like they were the place was moving. Like, and it's as you know, it's a very small place, but they were just yeah. total control. It was just like a sea of people. It was awesome. That's like awesome. That's the funnest, but it's also the most scary when you literally can't move. Like you, yeah. move <laughs> where everyone else is moving, it's kind of like holy fuck. Like I literally. I literally can't move my body where I want to right now. It's just, yeah. And like listening to metal is so much different at a show than it is just like in your earbuds too. Something about it just kind of moves you, makes everyone want to move on the floor. Definitely. Definitely the, the groovier bands too, like corn. I feel like corn is always like a sea of people jumping up and down. Oh yeah. Mashuga too. They have some dope grooves. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Ocean. Bands like that are cool too because they like encourage people to dance. You know, like not everyone is trying to like mosh and like beat the shit out of their buddies. <laughs> you know what I mean? But okay. bands like Corn and like Slipknot does it well too, and Gojira even did it pretty well as well. Knocked Loose is another one that I saw yeah. that did it well too. Is like they encourage people to just like dance. You know, yeah. you don't have to be like swinging on your homies. You can definitely <laughs> just like jump up and down if you want. <laughs> yeah, got to the opposite. They're like, all right, we're gonna make a wall of death. We're gonna try to kill yeah. <laughs> We're going to get the biggest circle pit in the fucking building. <laughs> um, so, yeah, cool. Um, I guess we'll just uh, move on to the segments. Uh, this week, we wanted to do top five death metal bands. Oh, yeah. This was a really hard list for me because yeah. death metal is kind of a less defined genre, I'd say, than thrash or black or some of the other ones we've talked about i feel like it's a little bit more fluid yeah because you're a lot more subgenres yeah yeah 
like there's there's tech death there's deathcore uh i mean the list goes on obviously but like right. you can find influences of death metal in like a lot of different shit so yeah people people love death metal uh definitely a game changer i'd say yeah um so who would like to go first let's uh let's let our guest yeah. rattle off his top five i'll go for it so at number one obviously i have death um you know, Sorry. I was trying to I was trying to think about putting a different band at number one, but you just can't, you know. Okay, bro. <laughs> Chuck like define the way that music sounds, you know, and it's like not yeah. only are they fucking spectacular death metal band, but towards the end of their career they even started to get a little proggy and it still made it sound brutal as hell. So it's just Yeah, and they're just, a, they're just a great band all around. Yeah, and like who knows what they would have created had Chuck not passed away. Um Yeah. He's Obviously. in this other good band. I think it's called Control Denied. Yeah. Um, it was a band he was in. It was like right before he died, I think. But that band is like definitely on a little more of the proggier side. Yeah. That. It's, it's definitely good. He's he's a fucking genius, you know, or he was, I should say. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. He's got to shout, shout yeah, him rest out. Rest in peace. Yeah. Shout out Chuck. Um, my second band I have is the band that's on my shirt, Immolation. Um they're definitely an older band from New York. They kind of came out around the same time all these bands like Cannibal Corpse and stuff did. But um, I really enjoy them because they're just like kind of, they're not really like black metal, but they have like this eerie feel to them. You know, they definitely added some like more dissonance and atmospheric vibes to their their music. And they're just great. Like Close to a World Below came out in 2000. is probably definitely up there with one of my favorite death metal albums of all time. Dawn of Possession was the first record they released and it, I think it was like 87 and it was just like uh, it's just a fucking great album yeah sweet um, the third band I have is Morbid Angel um, right. they're a little more popular death metal band but they definitely they're a little thrasher at the beginning of their career um, definitely towards the middle of their career though they definitely take like a more slow I don't know like a more slow I don't know the word to describe it. Like the riffs are definitely a bit more chunkier, you know, they're kind of drawn out. It's not as crazy thrash type. Yeah. And I feel like almost kind of sound like Gojira definitely took after them a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoy that band a lot. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, the fourth band I have is Suffocation. Um, out of all the bands on my list, they're definitely like the most brutal, you know, they're like yeah. the pioneers of brutal death metal, you know, which a lot of bands nowadays definitely take after um, but they're just heavy as shit, dude. Like, I remember the first time I heard them and I was like, wow, like, this is what a breakdown is supposed to sound like. <laughs> like, I love Deathcore as much as the next guy, but Suffocation definitely does like a breakdown right, you know. It's just yeah. great. Are they from New York as well. Okay. Are they the band with the singer who, like, does the weird shit with his hand? Yeah, like yeah. the Frank Mullen, he does the chop. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking sweet. Maybe. What, what what does he do? He does it's like a wood like a wood chop thing that he does with his hands. They calls they call it like the wood chipper, and he just like does this when the drummer's playing his blast beats. He's just like up there on the stage, like this. It's fucking awesome. Wait, <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Um, the fifth band I have on my list is Bolt Thrower. Um, I don't know if you really? guys have heard of them. Yeah, Bolt Thrower is fucking cool. Their earlier stuff definitely leans a little bit more towards the grindcore side. They definitely came up with like bands like Napalm Death and stuff like that. But their later stuff is like definitely a little more death metal oriented. Um, they're just like really a consistent band all around. 
them and Immolation, I can listen to every album by them and I'm not disappointed, you know? Whereas some of these bands like, I don't know, Suffocation definitely maybe has a little bit of some shittier releases, especially when they signed a Nuclear Blast. Um, Morbid Angel has some a couple of pretty terrible albums, and some really good ones. They released one and like, I don't even listen to it, man, because I just heard so many bad reviews about it. Yeah. But it was like Illum, I don't even know how to say it. It's, it's like Illum. So what you're saying, it, it was no Altars of Madness. Yeah, it was not Altars of Madness. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. one was great. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I, a lot of people really love Bolt Thrower. I tried to get into them, but I, I couldn't. So maybe I'll try again. Yeah, they're just good, man. They're like, they're old, yeah, their earlier stuff is a lot more fast paced. They definitely slow it down a little bit more. Death Metal kind of took a turn in the like, I don't know, like mid to late 90s. You know, was, there's was a lot of thrash roots in it at first. And then yeah. towards like the mid or late 90s, they definitely lost that in favor of like the slower, heavier riff, which I enjoy both styles of it. But yeah. All right. I think I'm going to go next because I have some hot takes kind of. All okay. right. Or- I think I might too. So yeah, go for it. I don't want you guys to roast me. So we'll finish. (laughs) So I'd say I lean more towards the tech death, proggy, uh, newer, I guess I'd say death metal bands versus the older kind of like chuggy ones. Uh, Even though I love both of them. Um, But some of my favorite ones are the newer ones. So I kind of in order, kind of not. Don't roast me. Number one is Infant Annihilator. (laughs) Bro. It's like a fucking, I don't even know how to try. It's like a, it's like a chainsaw. It's, it's yeah. Like, like constant double, double bass, and no, yeah. no letting up. And they're they're just fun. Like, uh, they like they have fun album titles and song names. Like Cunt Crusher is a great song. Oh my God. Child Chewer. Like they're just a fun band to listen to. They got crazy solos. Uh, they're heavy as shit. Um, they're right up there with Dying Fetus. Like that kind of, I don't know. Just kind of like funny tech death, um, fun to listen to bands. Um, you might need to uh, censor yourself when you edit this afterwards. <laughs> uh, you know, nah, I'm cool. Whatever, uh, you, I'm not going to repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> I was practicing the name of a song, so therefore I don't need to censor myself. Fair if enough. Dilator is definitely like one of the most riskier bands yeah. <laughs> out there. Yeah, that's um, for sure. When so, you have a name like Infant Annihilator, like yeah, you, you, you got to know what to expect. For sure, you can't beat it. Yeah. Um, number two on my list, I had a, a band originally, but then I I've supplemented it with another one because I wasn't sure if they're death metal. So number two might be Meshuga. Oh yeah, they're definitely death metal. You think so? I don't know. Like they definitely are heavy, you know, but I guess it doesn't really mean they're death metal. I'd say the vocals are definitely in that style, but yeah. I think the music is like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And George, when, when we had Evan on, uh, he was telling us like some of the more modern uh, deathcore bands are trying to like incorporate that gent style into their stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, sure. I, I mean, Meshuggah is like the definition of gent. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like no one does it. I, the only gent I could listen to is how Meshuggah does it because they do it. Yeah. Like, just awesome, like complex grooves. I don't want to just hear like enough, like, three minutes of fucking palm muted, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, the drummer is nuts too. He's, yeah. he's the goat. Like, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's insane. Yeah. Their lyrics aren't great. Um, but their vocalist is amazing. I like their, uh, like they're all great musicians and, and uh, great vocalist. Yeah. Um, 
that's my two and a half. That's that's, that's my one and a half. How about that? My okay. two is Behemoth. What? Oh, Brendan <laughs> does not like Behemoth that much. What? <sighs> okay, what album is your favorite by them, George? That's a great question. Um, let me, let me while he's thinking, Nick. Let me just uh, defend myself and say, okay, it. let's hear it. <laughs> I don't, I don't dislike them. They're just not at all. I would not consider them one of my all-time favorite artists by any means. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they put on a, a very killer live show. And, they do, yeah. Like, I don't know. Just every time I listen to them, it's like I can't like. Because I, I just like banging my head, you know, and like, yeah, with with the band like that, like, I just can't find the groove with them. I mean, they definitely true. They're, they're not very groovy. They're, they're definitely more dissonant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the Satanist a lot, bro. And yeah, their, me too. Their new one was uh, pretty good, I'd say. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. Um, Satanist was like one of the first like heavier albums I listened to. Like the same guy who like brought me to this Amon Marth concert gave me a Satanist CD and I was really? like, Oh, I'll check it out. And that was, that was like one of the heavier bands that I first listened to. Nice. Yeah. Um, they're definitely polarizing. I feel like people either love them or dislike them. Yeah. Um, they're like, yeah. I like their live presentation too. That's a, that's a yeah. factor for me. They, yeah. they the whole get up and like the, the cool corpse paint. I, I love it all. Yeah. Um, and Nurgle's like a very vocal figure too. You know, yeah. he's been he's been in the news a couple times. He's definitely yeah. like a kind of an iconic figure. Yeah, he is. Um, well, George, would you like? I would I would consider them black metal over death metal, but I mean, you're like a, they're like a black and death okay kind of mix. Okay, they have some blast beats and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think it might just be the corpse paint where I just. Every time I see corpse paint, I'm like, "Oh, that's black metal." But yeah, I, I they definitely play like more death metal riffs. I feel like you know, agree. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're the dissonance metal. and the atmosphere is definitely black metal, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Um, all right, number three, I have Replicire. Uh, you guys have probably never heard of them. I've only mm-hmm. has only heard of them through me. Right. Um, they're kind of a less popular uh, death metal band from Boston. Um, yeah, they're just sweet. I love them. Uh, they only have two albums. Um, Check them out. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, and they're my pick of the week, too. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on, though, uh, fourth on my list is Ulcerate. Um, I talked about their new album on uh, one of the last few episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, fucking, they're hard to listen to, kind of. like They are, yeah. They're just so like weird, and like they start and stop, and... Uh, yeah, they're just awesome. They're like a, they're like pretty like out there in terms of being progressive and just like weird. I guess I'd say. Um, that was the. Uh, I'll just say it right now. The last time I cried listening to music was to that album. The uh, what what what's it called by Ulcerate? Uh, like staring death, death and be still. Yeah, yeah. some good shit. Um, yeah, the, the, they're like that one band you mentioned. They have like some. Uh, atmospheric parts of their music it's not just straight like fist up your ass death no yeah they'll slow it's proggy too you know yeah if you're a fan of prog you'll definitely like that one as well yep yep i liked uh everything is fire that's like my shit Mm -hmm. um definitely more for the seasoned metalhead i'd say if you're just getting you'll probably not like them that much right Um, that's for the seasoned artist 
or uh, listener. Um, yeah. So number five, Slayer. <laughs> I had to put Slayer on there. Okay. You guys, you guys are looking at me funny. I don't know what what what, what is this? <laughs> I don't know. As like a as like a self proclaimed proclaimed huge like death metal fan, I would say Slayer might not be essentially death metal. They they definitely rip. I don't know. I I think my two cents is at least on their very early albums. If you, I think the music is death metal, but it's just there's no harsh vocals. So I think yeah. that's kind of what separates them. But like when I listen to Hell Awaits, I I always think like. This is like the blueprint for black metal in a way. Like it's just yeah. all about Satan and shit, you know. So yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I totally see it. But I, I feel just... like they were the, definitely the heaviest band of their time. For oh yeah. Um, and and their subject matter too is definitely death metal. Like dismembering yeah. bodies and like fucking body parts and like just killing people in gory ways. That's definitely death metal. To me. Oh yeah. Um, but they they are essentially a thrash band, right? Um, yeah. But, all right, I'm, I'm putting too many bands on here. My 5.5 is Obituary. So I, I'll throw Ooh, them. Yeah. And, uh, I've covered one of their shows before, um, so I've seen them live. They're fucking dope. Where was that? That was somewhere in Detroit, this small-ass venue. Um, yeah, they were there with some no-namers, uh, but then, you know, they're fucking Obituary, so everyone went crazy when they were on stage. And Yeah. yeah. Um. I get right, that right. redneck stump. Literally, there's a lot of rednecks there too. So, <laughs> all right. Um, what you got? Yeah, my top five. Uh, like Nick said, uh, I I obviously don't put these in any particular order, uh, but always got to start at the start. And for me, that is with death. Um, I don't know. They they, in my opinion, they invented it. They perfected it, and their shit still lives on, even though. Chuck has been gone now for, I think, 20 years. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they're the shit. Um, next, I got this band on my shirt right now, Children of Bodom. Um, George, I know I've been showing you them a little bit more. Uh, Nick, are you, a, are you a Mellow Death guy? I am a Mellow Death guy. I definitely enjoy Children of Bodom. I would say I'm more, I like their earlier releases a little better, but oh, yeah. they're definitely a great band, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of the things George told me was like, I don't know how I feel about keyboards and death metal. And, <laughs> uh, it like, works sometimes, you know. It, I know. Does, it does. It does. It it really does. Like when I when I heard that, you know, they because they were one of the first death metal bands I ever got into because they were more on the melodic side, of course. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, when you think death metal, you definitely don't think keyboards. But they they definitely pull it off really well. Yeah. Yeah, another one is Emperor too. Emperor was like the. I feel like they perfected the keyboards in, uh, in metal. For sure, yeah. Um, Emperor just perfected a lot of things about metal, black metal specifically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they also perfected killing a person in cold blood. So yeah, that is very true too. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got, got Brendan? Huh? What else you got? Uh, before I move on, Nick, have you seen Lords of Chaos? Yeah, I actually just okay. watched it like two or three months ago. I thought it was a pretty good movie, you know? Yeah. I thought it I was guess, uh, what's his name? The guy from Burzum. 
Bar- Vickers. Yeah, I guess he had a lot of complaints about the movie, but who really cares what that guy he has does, to he, say? He still denied <laughs> that he, he still denies that he murdered Euronymous. Yeah, like he runs this like bullshit YouTube page where he's just like going on about like a bunch of stupid nationalism bullshit. It's just yeah. stupid. Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. He's like a Nazi or something. He is he is pretty much a Nazi, yeah. Yeah, it sucks because no, this might be a little controversial, but some of those earlier Burzum records, they sound good, you know? Like I it's think decent great. it's decent black metal. It just sucks that he's a piece of shit. I, I, <laughs> I, I think it's better than decent. I think it's defining. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy Burzum a lot. Not their like weird, like atmospheric shit, but yeah. They're straight up like black metal. Sometimes they're kind yeah. of like, like but I like them a lot. Yeah. Like they, they're like a little like compared to Emperor, you know. They're a little bit more on like the atmospheric side, you know. Yeah. Maybe even like I don't know. Like there's this whole like black gaze thing, which is like a crossover between she yeah. gaze and black right. metal. They definitely kind of go into that territory a little bit too. Yep. Like a uh, Death Heaven and shit like that. Yeah, I've actually fucking loved Death Heaven, dude. They yeah. catch a little bit of slack from like diehard black metal fans. But yeah. I definitely like them a lot. Yeah. Diehard black metal fans want your music to sound like it was recorded in a cave in Afghanistan. Yeah. Like, to have, like, <laughs> two people in the world listen to it only. Yeah. Like if more than five people know this band, it's like it's not cool anymore. Do you know um do you know a band called Dark Space? I do not, no. Okay. They're underground. Uh they're really cool. I'll have to check them out. I had them right now. Um they were my pick for the black metal episode, actually. Nice. Um, they have like 14 minute songs, so that should tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> um, Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, moving on, though, uh, my next one I got, and probably my favorite female vocalists in all of the whole, probably my, my favorite female vocalist ever is uh, any of the singers of Arch Enemy. Um, they're <laughs> also another kind of mellow death uh but they're like also super heavy uh nick you a fan of them yeah i do like arch enemy um she was like doing something like an interview with this uh girl named larissa stupar from this band called venom prison and that was how i kind of got into them so yeah i definitely enjoy them quite a bit yeah venom prison goes hard as well so yeah they do (laughs) they're fucking awesome yeah they're sweet uh there's I've, I've really noticed it in more recent years. And I mean, Code Orange is another one, but like all these badass women just like taking yeah. in the community, just like screaming their asses off. It's fire. Yeah. Venom Prison is cool too, because uh, they definitely tackle a lot of the issues of like misogyny and death metal. Unfortunately, yeah. that happens to be a pretty uh, huge issue. You know, there's a lot of like Cannibal Corpse is definitely a victim of it. You know, oh, yeah. it's hard because you love the music, but at the same time, you're like, man, why do they have to talk about this in terms of women? all the time right so so venom prison definitely took a different approach where they're just like talking about like castrating men and like (laughs) ripping off their genitals and making them eat their own dicks and stuff so that's like always pretty cool to see because you're like oh like this band is like fuck that like all these misogynistic men can go fuck themselves so it's pretty cool to see death metal take that kind of approach to it and there are also other bands like i read some interview and you know, they're inspiring other bands to say like, man, like our content really doesn't need to be about like, like doing all this shit to women. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like we can talk about doing like, you know, fucking vile acts to just people in general, not just women. (laughs) (laughs) Like it doesn't have to be that way. 
That's the most metal statement I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, that that is kind of a nice segue because uh, Cannibal Corpse is actually on my list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously Great not, band still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not all the misogyny stuff, but like eating back to life. That that's just like shit, shit. Like that is like death metal at its finest. Like yeah. They they go really insane with their album covers and shit. Um, I just feel like they really encapsulate the whole genre uh, pretty well. And uh, y- you'll notice that uh, most of my artists on, on my list are uh, like, I like death metal where you can like kind of understand the vocals just because, uh, you know, I, I like to relate to the story they're trying to tell. Um, yeah. But Cannibal Corpses, obviously, you can't really understand much. So they're like the only like really harsh vocal band on my list, but I uh, still got to have them on there just for the hell of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one though. Um, Mickey referred to them as cheesy Viking metal, but I, I think they're a pretty, <laughs> they're still good. Monomarth <laughs> yeah, is, is a great band. And uh, Nick, I don't know if George has ever told you the story of when uh, he actually cried at a Monomarth concert when we were in uh, Britain. So yeah, Wow. You love bringing that. It was during Guardians of Asgard. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, wow. I'm, I'm literally in England, like, listening to these guys sing about being Vikings and shit. And I was fucking would... awesome. Did Brendan he brings the hammer beer? out on stage. You know, he's got the, the tusk thing full of beer and he's drinking yeah. it on stage. It's awesome. Did Brendan also tell you during that concert that he pissed himself? To see <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not piss myself. I need to hear the story behind this. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck you, George. Um, I you have to tell it now. I yeah. do. So, uh, contrary contrary to what George will say, I was on the rail for, uh, I, but I was. Uh, I was on, not not the front rail, but like kind of in the middle of, of the sea of people. Um, he wasn't in front of the stage. I was not in front of the stage, but I still had a rail because, you know, Slipknot was headlining that day. They're like my favorite modern band. Uh, so, you know, I wanted to go fucking crazy for Slipknot, you know? And uh, and in order to sacrifice to make that happen, I stood in the exact same spot all day and watched every band on that stage. Didn't go to any other stage. Um, you didn't move. No, but my dad, he did make the runs to like go get drinks and whatever. Uh, so when I had to go pee, I would just pee in a cup and, and dump it out right there. Uh, so yeah. That's called indecent exposure, sir. That is metal as fuck and indecent exposure. So, <laughs> thank you, Nick. I got to do what I got to do, though. Right? I, I the so fact that you were doing it to see Slipknot—that's metal as fuck. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Well, hey, I got the rail too, the same as him, and I got to see Batushka, Neobliviscaris, Carcass, all these other great bands. Oh, Carcass is a great death metal band. They are. Oh my god, yeah. they're cool. Um, so yeah, I guess that was it. Yeah, I, I just want to put a disclaimer, though. Uh, we did, George, as you know, when we had Evan on for our hardcore episode, we I talked about a lot of deathcore and uh, grindcore, gore grind uh, bands like that on there. So I just wanted to kind of stick with uh, true death metal bands for this one. Yeah, so that's, yeah that's part of my that's part of my one hot. So, OK. Um, yeah, cool. Good to move on. Yes, sir. All right. That pick of the week. I'll go first. All right. So mine is a Replicire album, like I said, um, and it is called The Human Burden. And the reason I love this album is because it's their first one. It came out in like 2012, I think, 2013. And um, it's like not polished. It's polished, but it's like 
you can kind of going from the first album to the second album everything sounds cleaner and tighter on the second album but for some reason i like the first one more because it sounds the fact that it's not as uh perfected it sounds more like raw to me like you can tell the vocalist is, is like way he's developed his skills more in the second album the first one he just sounds really emotional and they they sound like a uh i don't know just more real so mm-hmm. that's my pick gotcha i'll uh i saw some i don't know where i saw i saw repliside or somewhere i don't know like not like in concert but like i saw like their logo or something somewhere recently and i don't remember where it was but oh, i nice. uh, i do want to check them out um Wait. i'll go last though nick if, if you want to go right now yeah um i'm gonna kind of do a local band um there's this band death metal band from lansing called recorruptor um they're fucking awesome dude i've seen them live a couple times i'm pretty good friends with them nice. um, but they just released an album called the funeral corridor and it is like i don't know i don't know how to describe it it's like uh kind of like cannibal corpse definitely a little bit faster paced a little bit more blast beats but the vocalist clint is fucking awesome definitely has a really good range um they released it um a little like mid 2020 and i I've, I've been listening to it pretty much weekly since it came out so it's fucking awesome i definitely would recommend it right yeah that's a way to you know show some support for a local band that's awesome yeah michigan has a great scene man there's like uh grand rapids definitely has a good like hardcore deathcore type scene but there's some good death metal bands out in the detroit area um, yeah. definitely in indiana too so it's a really good scene have you heard of a band called Spike? Yeah, Spike is fantastic, dude. Yeah. <laughs> they, they kick ass. I definitely love my death metal, dude, but don't get me wrong. I love deathcore, too. There's definitely some really good deathcore bands out there. Yeah, they're like... I, I, uh, I agree, but some of the deathcore I, I really, really don't like. It's hit or miss, yeah. The classics, though, like Oceano, All Shall Perish. Oh, yeah. Carnifex even is decent, you know. Those yeah. bands definitely are pretty great. Is yeah. Carnifex clown metal? Clown metal? Yeah. I don't know. They're definitely like, okay, so they took this whole like black metal approach with their more recent records, but you know, their first couple albums definitely didn't have a whole lot of that. Okay. No, if, they're good. If by clown you mean like they, they'll throw in like some random samples uh, right yeah. before they do a break. <laughs> yeah. So, that's, that's like 2004 MySpace shit. <laughs> exactly. Do you guys know any clown metal bands besides fucking ICP? No. Like, what about Avatar? Avatar is like clown metal. I don't think I've ever heard of them before. Really? They're pretty no. big. big yeah. I I'm looking at them right now. They definitely look like a bit of a circus. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're a circus for sure. I want to call them a clown though. I mean, but... they're circus metal. How about that? <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. Um. um yeah, nice. My uh, pick of the week, though, is uh, obviously going to go with uh, Children of Bodom. Nice. Uh, and my favorite album by them is called Hate Crew Death Roll. Um, that came out in 2003. Uh, it was the last album with all their original members. Uh, Nick, I, I know you said you liked their earlier stuff. And that's yeah. like, that's that's the point for me when like that's their last early era. Uh, version of them it's like them at their best in my opinion um it it went number one in finland where they're from obviously um got lots of mtv coverage here here in the states so uh 
the the production is a lot better than on past albums because it was like their first real uh major label record so that could be why it was so successful but uh yeah it's it's a lot more more down tuned more thrashy uh there's there's less keyboards um uh speaking of samples though they've got some samples from like uh the movies uh, platoon and american psycho which are some pretty metal as fuck movies if you ask me yeah American Psycho for sure. Hundred <laughs> percent, and yeah, they. That was a great book. Yeah, it's it was a book first. That is that is true. Um, but yeah, they they also cover a Ramon song and a Slayer song on there, which is obviously pretty sweet. And uh, yeah, had had to do that one for Alexi because I think this is the album that kind of made people realize. Uh, you know, he he was known as like one of the fastest guitarists of all time. So I think this album is one of the ones to really emphasize that. So probably, you know, it's not true death metal. It's, it's, it's mellow death for sure, but I, I just love it. Had to do it for, for Alexi. So, yeah. Nice. Um, do you have a favorite uh, Children of Bodom album, Nick? Uh, to be honest, I'm not super familiar with them. Um, I've definitely listened to a couple of their stuff a few times, but... I don't know. If I had to pick one, it would probably be Follow the Reaper. That one's yeah. not too bad. Classic. It's, it's definitely like a little more into like what my taste for death metal is. I yeah. would say. Absolutely. Cool. I just realized that I, put, I didn't put Opeth in my top five death metal bands. But that's how this shit goes, man. <laughs> um, There's too many good ones. You can't yeah. think of all of them at once, you know? You just gotta go off. With, you gotta go with your gut. Trivia today. Uh, I'll go first. Um, Brendan Flum, you are a big Cannibal Corpse fan, yes? I wouldn't say big. I like him, yeah, but not a diehard fan by any means. Have you listened to more than one album all the way through? Yes. You're a a big fan. All right. So this is also part, this is also slightly metal newsy. So we talked about Pat O'Brien, their former guitarist. Uh, So I'm, I'm, I want to get the facts straight. In 2018, he was arrested for aggravated assault and burglary. He broke into this woman's house and pushed her down uh, and screamed at the to the occupants in the house that the rapture is coming. <laughs> and then the police were called. They found him by a fence, and they take he charged at a at a police officer with a knife, and they had they had to tase him several times. What? And his house was on fire while this was happening. What the fuck? He said the rapture's coming. Uh-huh. So this, okay, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so what's the question, bud? I'm not done yet. His bond was, they, okay, okay, I'll, get, okay, I'll cut to the chase, all right. So basically what I'm saying, this this person is clearly mentally unstable. Um, they found like 100 guns in his house, like 20 handguns, 50 rifles, like 30 shotguns. Um, and they also found human skulls in his house what how many human skulls did they find in pat o'brien's house in 2018 <laughs> what what the fuck is wrong with you dude why the fuck should i know that you're a big cannibal courts fan this was a huge metal news story in 2018 and it's oh listed my. right on the article how many human skulls they found 
So, the question, Brendan. Do I have to hit it dead on? It's got to be. Yes. Yes. Um. If you're five five five, then I'm six six six. So I'm gonna go with six. No, cut it in half. They found three. I was literally gonna say that first. I swear to God. <laughs> God damn it, bro! Fuck you. Yeah, me and Brennan have got to the point where we're asking each other questions like this. I'm not asking <laughs> any bullshit like that, bro. Fuck off. Or it was like, what was Slipknot's first name before they were Slipknot or some shit like that? That's um, easy. Yeah. So that that was it. All right, you lose. Uh, Nick, Tomariah of Slayer. You listen to Slayer? Yeah. He's a religious man. Um, he said that he has a really strong belief system. Uh, what religion does Tomariah practice? Man, I had no, I had no idea. I would have to say like Satanist, right? That's a religion. Is that what he practices? That's what I am. But no, he's actually a Roman Catholic. What the fuck? <laughs> he's really he's really open about it. Wow. Isn't that like weird? That is weird. I feel like you that undermines Slayer a little bit. Must be trying to get some redemption for like all the music he wrote or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> he said he said like, yeah, I can do Slayer and still be a, like a Catholic and there's like yeah. a conflict. Like he said he's that's just how strong his belief is that he can do both wow. at the same time. So Bro, you would you... think he's like a Satanist or something. Yeah, I had no idea. You keep asking the guests the softballs, bro. Bro, I feel like that makes Slayer less cool. What? You think it makes him less cool? The dude from Black Sabbath was a Catholic too. Uh, Tony yeah. Iommi, the guitarist. That makes yeah, him they all were, I think. Yeah. That makes he'd wear that cross all the time. Yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah, do I? Yeah, because they're the guests, bro. I'm not gonna ask them some fucking ass backwards question. Yeah, that was an aspect which question for sure, though. I'm kind of glad you didn't ask me that. That one was, that one was really elaborate. Yeah. So like You have to, like, remember a specific news article that you read two yeah, years ago. I know. Uh, all right, who wants to go next? Nick, get, get his ass back right now. No, nah, he's not going to do it. Man, I was not prepared to do death metal to ask a question, to be honest. Oh, my bad. A minute. No, you're good. All right, George. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you while while Nick you is go for uh, it. Cool. I'll figure something out. All right, George. Yeah. One one time you you asked me, uh, I think it was on the Halloween episode, um, and rather stupidly, I might add. So this might be rather stupid of me in turn. Uh, so it, it could be a softball. I don't know. But you did ask me once who coined the term black metal, and of course that was Venom. Who yes. coined? Huh? Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Who coined the term death metal? I'm going to say death. No. But, I mean, that's obviously a good guess. And the band who it actually is, it's always back and forth between death and this band. Uh, the, the band is Possessed. So Possessed made death metal, not death, the metal band? Yeah. Yeah, there's it's it's an argument for sure because technically Possessed came out with this album called Seven Churches in which there was a song called Death Metal on it, just like Venom did Black Metal. Um, right. That came out I think two years before Death came out with their first official release um, in '87, which was Scream Bloody Gore. But I don't know. I think I still think Death is 
you know, like their name is Death. So I, I always give it to them. So so did, so did I fucking get her or what? No, no. You just said that you gave it to Death. <laughs> no, I, I, I said coined the term, not who invented the genre. Like De- Possessed is the band who came out with the song called Death Metal, but Death is true death metal to me. And Nick is not sure. innocent, so I think, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, fuck you, George. <laughs> <laughs> is Possessed a death metal band? Uh, they're a thrash metal band, but I knew the answer to that question right when Brendan asked it, because yeah. in interviews, Chuck Schuldiner talks about how Possessed was like a huge influence. And when they, they even ask him, they're like, you're like the godfather of death metal. And he's like, oh, I don't know about that, because there's this band called Possessed. Right. But with, with that being said, uh, as I mentioned, Scream Bloody Gore came out in 87, but Death was a band since like even earlier than that, since the early 80s, I think. And they were on like the back when cassette tape trading was a thing. And that's kind of how they made a name for themselves down in uh, they're from Orlando, Florida, which is kind of considered the birthplace of death metal. Uh, so, yeah, I, I for for what it's worth, I think death is. Death is the OG shit, but sweet. Um, Nick, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one if if yeah, you're go for it. prepared for it. Um, I think George told me you also uh, like punk a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this this one is uh, it's a fill in the blank question. So, uh, what '70s punk band from Detroit was the subject of a 2012 documentary titled "A Band Called"? Blink. Oh man, I don't know if I know this one. I'm just gonna tell you right now. I don't think I know it. <laughs> um, the the name of the band is also Death. Oh, oh, I've heard of this band before because yeah. I've been like looking up Death, you know, and I accidentally stumbled across this band instead. Right. They're not from the uh, the, the states, right? No, they're from Detroit. They are. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, which obviously that's pretty sweet. Um, and they were they were an all black band too, which is pretty crazy to see. In, in oh punk. wow! Yeah, they were like the first all black punk band, one of the very first punk bands ever. Um, they were only active during the seventies, I think. Uh, and uh, this documentary comes out in two thousand twelve that kind of documented their story. Um, and now they're kind of irrelevant again, but um, yeah, I just had to throw them out there. Nice. You say asking these obscure fucking Detroit, <laughs> Detroit well, questions. Well, dude, I was like... Keeping you, it local. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, George, you, you told me that, that Nick likes death metal and punk, so I was like, that's like the perfect crossover, at least. Oh, did, did I tell you he liked punk? I thought I told you he liked death metal and prog. I, I thought you said punk, but I don't know. I, right, might, I might have said prog and you might... Yeah, I don't know. I like them both. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Nice. Um, Nick, do you have one? If you if you don't have any, we can move on. Be- no, I do have I do have one. Cool. So uh, just to keep it in subject with the band Death, so they had this huge roster of all these different musicians that came to play with Chuck, mm-hmm. and a lot of them went out to do a bunch of great stuff in other bands. So two of the people who played with Death um, in the early '90s are Paul Masvidal and Sean Reiner. Um, they both, Sean Reiner is a really great drummer. And these two both went on to form like a pretty semi big death metal band in the early 90s. I don't know if either of you would know what that band is. 
but they're a little on the progier side, maybe even a bit of a jazz fusion type band. Whoa. I'm going to guess Cynic. Yeah, it is I Cynic. Fucking knew it <laughs> yeah. I knew Cynic it. is a fucking awesome band, and they uh, they both played with Death for a little bit before they uh, went on to form that band. But Cynic is great. It's like really good proggy death metal, jazz fusion. There's some saxophone throughout the whole record. It's just it's really good. Yeah, me and me and uh, me and Nick talked about Cynic when we first met. You told me to check. Yeah, it out. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're very jazzy. They're awesome. So I think I'm like four and all on you, Brendan. So you can eat one of these. What yeah, the damn. Talking about. <laughs> You guys both ask pretty obscure questions, so that's what I'm saying. Like, how the f- it's pretty fair here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. Should we move on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've obviously I've heard that that cynic story before, but there's no way I would have guessed that right. So, fair enough. Bet. Cool. Um. Yeah, I guess we'll do one hot. Nick, you're, you're the guest. Do you want to give your one hot minute? Oh, man. I don't know what to do for it. <laughs> it's just a minute where you can talk about anything you want, in- uninterrupted, usually a rant. Yeah. Man. You can literally talk about your favorite band for like a whole minute. And, yeah. Why don't, you want, why don't one of you go first, if you guys Bet. have something? Bet. I'll go. Yeah. So I just put on here kind of last minute. I never know what to do for my one minute. So yeah. I usually just do it last second. Yeah. Um, I just put down death metal is a fine line. And then in parentheses, deathcore. Um, I mean, I'm a fan of like Die Art. Um, I'm sure some of you guys, have, or you guys have heard some of their songs. Yeah. I'm a fan of uh, Fallujah. They're another like deathcore-y kind of band. But, yeah. Like Whitechapel is kind of like on the line too. But I think that death, I, I just am not a, a huge fan of hardcore. I think um, I said I just think it's a fine line. Like, where's the deathcore and where's the death metal line? Um, it's all in the breakdown. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. That is true. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of the the hardcore breakdown archetype either. Um, really? Okay. So you don't like the whole pre-chug to the breakdown thing, then? Huh? Um, Man, I fucking love it. <laughs> it's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. It's just addicting, man. Listen to listen to some more hardcore bands and you'll get it. That pre-chug is like even better than the breakdown in some situations. Yeah. Yeah. This is something to consider. It is something to consider. Um, so <laughs> who's like your favorite like breakdowny deathcore band? Me? Uh Oceano for sure. I just love the dude's vocals too. He's he's a fucking beast. Like some of these deathcore bands, you could tell they're just like trying so hard. But the dude from Oceano just is like, I don't even know how to describe it. I've been listening to them a lot the past couple of weeks and they're just heavy as shit. Nice. Yeah. Nice. He's just a, he's a big black dude, so he just yeah. fucking crazy. Right. Big deep ass voice. Yeah. This is great. Also, um I kind of don't like Deathcore. This is a continuation of my minute. Uh, some of it, obviously. I like some of it. I don't like some of it. Um, I don't like how formulaic it, it can be. I guess that goes yeah. into, down like, oh, like how the like the like the bass will follow like the root notes of the guitar. Like some some of it just feels a little bit too formulaic to me. Um, yeah. But I guess that just depends depends on like the the quality of the bands you're listening to, right? Yeah. So, 
Uh, the Red Chord is a really good deathcore band that doesn't really follow the kind of like, you know, like the standard formalic uh, patterns of like riffs and shit like that. Pretty good. Cool. I'll check them out. Um, yeah, that concludes my minute. All right. I'll, uh, I'll piggyback off that real quick. Um, I, I have written down harsh, greater than sign, clean, um, because... I don't know. I think I'm just going to give my two cents of why uh, I think if I have to pick between harsh vocals and clean vocals, it's going to be harsh just because I think harsh vocals are what makes metal metal more so than just like a hard rock band. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously that's, that's not always the case, obviously, but um, I don't know, just when like Corey Taylor or Randy Bly are, are doing their, their harsh vocals, it's just better to me. Um, and Corey's obviously one of those guys who can do both super well, but I definitely prefer his harsh and obviously death metal. It's all harsh vocals, and that's what makes the um, the genre so great. Uh, and George, we, we've obviously talked about how some of these newer metalcore bands have two vocalists, and that's that's why I don't really like a lot of those bands is because, I mean, Corey, Corey Taylor, that's all I have to say. He can do... He can do both of those jobs and he's one guy and he can do it better than both of those guys combined. So yeah, that's, I guess all I have to say. Nice. I'm definitely with you on the, on the harsh vocals. I fucking love harsh vocals. I think that, yeah, harsh vocals make it metal and not hard rock. Like just someone sounding like an absolute demon from hell. Like, like in black metal, I love black metal vocals. Cause it's like, a, it's like a wailing fucking like shrieking demon in your ear. Like it sounds inhuman. I, I love it. Yeah. That, and that's also kind of why I don't like some of these hardcore bands because they switch from like really like hard, heavy death metal vocals to like clean, like emo sounding vocals. Not, yeah. not, not, not emo specifically, but you, you, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like that high pitched scream. It, like, it, it yeah. softens it. I, I think it softens it and it makes it seem just, it takes the edge off. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm not a big fan of that. Um, no offense if you are, but um, unless you're Corey Taylor and you can do it really well, I, I don't. I, I really don't like the hardcore style of the clean and the harsh. Um, but yeah, harsh vocals are fucking dope. Um, yeah, agreed. Oh yeah. Cool. Um, for my minute, I'll kind of piggyback off of what Brendan was talking about, just about things that make death metal. Uh, for me, the reason I love death metal is the fucking drums, man. Like the blast beats and the double bass really uh, make it for me. And like a lot of bands definitely overuse blast beats and double bass, but it's like, I don't know, I can't get enough of it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like anything with some blast beats or double bass definitely, uh, like tickles my fancy for metal in general. It's just fucking great, dude. So I just love, I love the drums. That's definitely, uh, one of my favorite parts about death metal. Cool. Yes, sir. I do. I do enjoy me some double bass. I think I like, uh, I think I like groove. I like groovy drums. I think yeah, like Corn uh, like and Lamb of God. I, I like their drums a lot. Um, but yes, double bass is a must. Oh yeah. Um, sick. All right, we all did our our one hots. Um, getting towards the end of the episode. Uh, so next week we're going to be doing a grunge episode: Nirvana versus Alice in Chains. Who's the superior? Who's the superior grunge band? Who's the superior? junkie lead vocalist uh, <laughs> they both overdosed so you decide um 
Nick, Nick, who who's the better band? Just off, you can you put in your two cents, and then we'll let you go. I love Alice in Chains, but Stuffy Nirvana. You know, that was like when you said it. That just was like the first thing that popped in my head. Was like Nirvana is definitely the better band there. The the better in the sense of they make better music. Yes. Yeah. Alice in Chains is like a personal favorite, but Nirvana definitely sounds a lot better, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's me and George are really going to get into it next week, but it's. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say that it's a very, very tough question to answer for me personally because I don't know. Nirvana, Alice in Chains, and Soundgarden are all like on the same tier to me. Um, yeah, just because they mean they mean so much, but it's, yeah, it's sure. so so hard to answer. They're all elite. Um, I think what does it for me this is going to precipitate the next episode but I think what does it for me is I think Lane Staley is a better vocalist than Kurt Cobain I said it don't chop my head off don't put me in a stake mm-hmm. don't burn me alive uh, Lane Staley is the superior vocalist to Kurt Cobain that's it and Allison Chains is an actual grunge band never mind is a pop album done bro cool yeah well, I'm going to let you guys debate that next episode I don't even want to put my hands into this <laughs> This episode will be twice as long as if we if, if, if we if we get you into this. <laughs> um, yeah, my song wreck. I'm I'm always going to be on Allison Chains' side. Um, who's still touring? Come on now, uh, Fuck you, dude. That was a low blow, man. That is a bit of a low blow. <laughs> There's a reason that isn't touring anymore. Yeah. Hey, Allison Chain still tours. They sh- they should have died with Lane Staley, but they didn't, bitch. Oh my okay. god! Songwreck, damn that river. Hell yeah! When I first heard that song, when the guitar comes in, I was like, when I first listened to Dirt, I was like, I wish I could go back in time to before I listened to Dirt, so I could listen to it, listen to it again for the first time. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. What do you got? Um. Yeah. So, you know, when when we talk about grunge, it's like, is it metal? Is it not? Is it a subgenre of metal? Is it not? Um, you know, it's another one of those ones that's kind of right on the fence to me. There's definitely some bands that are more metal than others. Um, but for anyone who says that grunge is not metal, go and listen to my song wreck, which is called Black Rain by Soundgarden. It is heavy as all fuck. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say anything more. Just go listen to it. It's going to knock your fucking socks off. It's metal shit. Yeah, you showed me that one. That shit is good. Yeah, heavy as hell. on Black Rain. Yeah, and they're they're called the Led Zeppelin of, of the 90s for, for very good reason. So, yeah. Yeah, not a big Led Zeppelin fan. I know you're not. Are you guys? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, you know I am. But yeah, Nick Hart. You, you like Zeppelin, then? Yeah, I love Zeppelin. I like Sabbath. Definitely is my favorite, uh, kind of like early 70s rock band. Yeah. Late 60s. Sure. Uh, Sabbath or Zeppelin definitely rips. Yeah. For sure. Nice. Nice. What, uh, what grunge song you got, Nick? Uh, for my grunge song, it's this band called Tad. They have this song called Greasebox. Uh, yeah. it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. I wanted to do something a little different than Soundgarden, Stone Temple Pilots, and Nirvana, because right. I figured you two were going to suggest something like that. Hey, I listen, so, to I listen to Melvin sometimes. Yeah, Melvin's is good, too. I got deep cuts. Um, yeah. But yeah, this uh, band called Tad, they have this good album, and it's called uh, 
It's called Inhaler, and there's this song on it called Grease Box that I really like a lot. So I definitely yeah, recommend it. I'll check that yeah, out. They're they're, they're yeah. heavy as shit. Um, yeah. Not not just metaphorically, but physically. I, the the singer is a pretty big guy. So. Yeah, he's massive, dude. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the guys from Crowbar. They're all like 350 pounds. <laughs> oh no, no shit. Yeah. So I, I guess there's there's like heavy bands and there's like heavy heavy. heavy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but, but they're they're solid as fuck. So. Well done. Um. Yeah, sweet. So I guess that that, that concludes the episode. Um. Thank you so much for being our guest. Uh. Uh, I guess this week. Um, yeah, it's great to have you on. Yeah, no problem. It's more than happy to do it. It's yeah. nice to be able to talk about death metal. <laughs> yeah. Don't get a chance to do it that much. Sweet. Yeah, especially uh, kids our age instead of some 40-year-olds, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, for, for listeners at home right now, uh, Nick is going to make uh, a uh, our weekly episode companion playlist for us. Uh, that's going to be in the link. There's going to be a link for that in the description below um yeah next week we're gonna get into some grunge my I'm, I'm very happy to announce that my dad will actually be the guest on that one because uh he's a, he's a big grunge fan uh the man who got me into all this kind of kind of music so he will be joining us next week looking forward to that um until then though keep listening to the hours of power on impact 89 fm from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. every Thursday night on Impact 89 FM. Um, yeah, anything else, George? I always feel like we're forgetting something as, as usual, but I don't know. I, this time, I don't think we did. All right, fair you wanna, enough. You want to hit a you want to hit a grungy metal before we end the call? Well, it's funny you say that. I was uh, I was actually playing rock band with my neighbors uh, across across the hall the other day because uh, they wanted wanted to hear what my voice sounded like in singing form. And the only song that uh, I would accept to to sing was a uh, Spoonman by Soundgarden. So yeah. um, obviously, I had to get my voice a lot higher than it is right now for that song. But uh, it was it was a good time. Um, yeah, I guess uh, metal. That was way more glam than anything. All right, good night, folks. You've been listening to The Metal Pod, a production of Impact 89FM. Our thanks to Impact's general manager, Jeremy Whiting, station manager, Amber Kinutsky, and programming director, McKenna Lowndes. Tune in next time for more updates on all things metal. The Metal Pod.